Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome in to episode 35 of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. It's UAP, Stephen Diener right here, Cameron Curtis over there. How are you today, Cameron? I'm well, thank you so much. That's fantastic to hear. And <laughs> I think, I'm not angry at all. Oh, good. Yay. That's a good start. So we're going to have a lot of fun today with what we're doing here, which is... The Spear of Destiny. Yeah, I'd never heard of this thing, but if Hitler wanted it, I want to know more about it. It's one of the more fascinating stories I've ever come across, and I I heard it years ago, and it's always been on my mind. Not like I wake up and think about the Spear of Destiny, but it's just one of those stories. (laughs) Hitler did as a youth. Yeah, he did. And it's funny because you have the Holy Grail, and there's all these artifacts that are supposed to be so powerful. I had never heard about the Spear of Destiny, and it is so fascinating. I'm just afraid that Putin has it now. Oh, no. So we're we're getting, I hope not, but we're going to get into all that here today, and you'll see because in the, in the interest of full disclosure, we're all about full disclosure yeah. here on UAP. Big we time. want full disclosure from the government and all the governments of the world about aliens and things like that. But when I, when we kind of came into working this episode out, I started thinking, geez, you know, this might be one where I'm going to have to say, this one isn't really about aliens. But Wrong. guess what? Wrong. It connects. It, it does. It always connects. So just hang on and listen and you'll see how this all plays out and loops around it's very very fascinating here today it's the UAP spider web of stuff it is and uh, hopefully you know spiders have fallen on your head with that weird story out there but anyway yeah, there's a story that there's spiders that are gonna be falling from Georgia on us uh, the size of what the size of like a child's hand oh my god what is happening in this I world no are but, they al- maybe they're aliens maybe they are alien spiders but before we get into that speaking of uh creatures that might and be organisms aliens, oh so the factoid right we always do a factoid first and this one today comes from actually one of our listeners and let me just set this up he yeah. emailed me because we ask for your input Sure. His name is Lance. He says, I've listened to you guys for 20 years, still tune in regularly. We're in Florida. This guy's in Tucson, Arizona. So, wow. way to go. And he says, the creature designated Organism 46B was an aquatic beast allegedly captured by a Russian scientific team near the research outpost of Vostok Station. That's correct. And he says it was an enormous 33 foot, which is 10 meters long for those who aren't terrified of meters, 14, 14 tentacled squid like yeah. creature, which lived in Lake Vostok. He basically says it was a, a nightmare. He calls it the stuff of nightmares. He, he, oh, excuse me. He says when you when your last UAP podcast mentioned swimmers, it reminded me of this organism 46b yeah and it was funny so thank you lance again thank you for listening and he's been a listener of wftl 
for 20 years. So yeah. you might be wondering what, wait, he's been listening to you guys for 20 years. I thought you just oh, started this podcast last year. No, pardon me. So, but no, no, it's fine. Actually, it's, it's because we get to say we actually air this podcast on 850 WFTL here in West Palm Beach, Florida. You know, you might consume it in the podcast form, which is great, but it does air during the weekend as well on 850 WFTL because it's on the 850 WFTL website, which we always mention. Well, you know what? We're going to send you to the 850, the newfangled 850 hey. WFTL app. Get us on your phone. That's where everyone's getting us, Stephen. That's how Lance listens to us in Tucson, Arizona. It's on the phone. <laughs> we have an app. It's super good. Right. So you can stream it and all that good stuff. So if you uh, can't get the podcast, you can always listen to it on the app like, uh, like Lance does. So Organism 46B, again, thank you, Lance, because... We had actually never heard of this before. This was no. not in my notes, my my legendary notes on my phone where I hold all of my source material. Um, and like Karen was saying, this the story goes, these uh, researchers, divers in Russia, which is why Lance thought of this. It piqued his interest when he heard us talking about those divers last week. The swimmers. The swimmers. Well, the swimmers were the aliens. Right, that, that the uh, divers came across, these nine-foot aliens that shot these divers up to the... Uh, surface, they got the bends, and three of them died. It's a crazy story. Yeah, the deepest lake in the world. Yes. You can listen to it on episode 34 from last week on UAP. But, so that, you know, made Lance think, hey, these, what about Organism 46B, which, as Karen described, was this giant monstrous squid that apparently can immobilize its prey with its poisonous ink from up to 150 feet away. What the by the way, this 200 million year old squid yeah. called the vampire that was in a drawer for years and years and years is now, is weird. has now been named Biden. That's also weird. Yeah, so that's another weird squid story that's happening at the same time. So a lot of squid talk here today. This has nothing to do with the Spear of Destiny. This is just our factoid. So we'll get the Spear of Destiny in a second. So the factoid is that these Russian divers came across this monstrous sea monster type squid that maybe you would see in uh, the Nautilus in 20,000 leagues under the sea it kills a couple of the guys it shapeshifts into a <gasps> diver yeah i mean really strange so they're stuff. down there and the diver who survives it sees it shapeshifting and it looks like a diver it's like changing its form right and it, it killed some of the divers it ripped them to bits with its tentacles its tentacles can still kill you after it was cut off they eventually captured wow. it it was given to russian officials and locked away forever nobody knows what happened to so it. that's interesting because you're saying that also that it can squirt its what its blood it's yes, inky blood. It's, ink. it's like yeah. black, right? Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. killed him. Oh, my gosh. So that's the way the story goes from this uh, one of the Russian divers who survived it, which was Dr. Anton Padalaka. So after finally trapping the creature in a tank, the surviving members of the team brought it to the surface where they claim, like we just said, that Russian officials seized the beast and told the international press that nothing had been found. That, that's where they lose me when they say they were able to capture it. It's shape-shifting, its ink is deadly, Yeah, it's killing people, Duarte Gosh, even when you cut a thing off, uh, listen, an, an the, appendage off. Listen, the story might be completely fabricated, yeah, but that's well. fine. You make up your mind. That's Thanks, what we're all Lance. About here. But thank you, Lance. It's a fantastic story. We love that. We do. Keep them coming. Yes. All right, so now that we've gone through our factoid again, thank you, Lance. And if you have anything that you want to give to us, you listen to the show and you think, ooh, this is a good idea. It reminded me of so-and-so. I should tell them. But how do I do that? You can always email 850WFTL, or you can find us on Twitter at UAPodcast850, and you can write to us there. and we, we check those messages. So we appreciate the feedback if you have ideas. We're not against that, obviously, since we just talked about Organism 46B. 
But this is an idea, Karen. Holy Lance. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Lance. Thank you. Speaking of Lances, how do you like this for a uh, transition? The Holy Lance is another name for the Spear of Destiny. And this is a story that um, I have found fascinating, gosh, I don't know, probably for 20 years. I heard about this probably about 20 years ago. And it's just one of those things that sticks with you when you first hear it. You're probably familiar with it, but if you're not, Hold on to your seat. So, the Holy Lance, like we said, also known as the Lance of Longinus, who is a saint. I think it's Longinus. Longinus. <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Named after Saint Longinus, the Roman centurion who pierced the side of Jesus. He's the guy. Jesus is up there. He's asking for water. Yes. They give him vinegar on a sponge. And he's still, th- I'm thirsty. Finally, he stabs him in the side because he wasn't dying fast enough, apparently. Yeah, so the story from the from the Gospels goes, like like you're saying, Karen, um, the, the Roman centurion there, Longinus, who said, all right, well, we need to get him down because, you know, the apostles, they, they wanted to bury Jesus before the Sabbath. They couldn't do it on the Sabbath because of the religious tradition and their beliefs. So they thought, well, let's see if he's dead. Oh, you know, we we're going to stab him in the side to basically try to speed up the process as awful as this was. That was a common practice in Roman times. Because actually crucifixion is where you end up suffocating to Correct. death. They right. cut, he, they hit his femur or not his um, shin bones and broke those. So he's basically hanging from his arms and his chest is collapsed. Well, just so we're clear, actually. So they never broke his bones oh, because... Didn't. It was. Uh, it went along with the prophecy well, see, that I'm not a bone would be broken. I'm a Lutheran, so we. You're a Catholic. Yes. So maybe our prophecies are different. So, <laughs> but the Gospel of John states that the Romans planned to break Jesus's legs while on the cross, so he would die faster. But it was you know, like we said, it was common practice during crucifixion. Crucifixion was a common way of essentially capital punishment. Mm-hmm. But because it was the eve of the Sabbath. The followers of Jesus needed to entomb him because of the Sabbath laws. So just before they did so, they noticed that he was already dead before they were going to break his legs to speed up the suffocation process so he couldn't hold himself up anymore. But there was so there was no reason to break his leg, which, like we said, fulfilled the prophecy from uh, that said, and no bone will be broken. But to make sure he was dead, the Roman soldier Longinus, Longinus, stabbed him in the side. And at that moment, as the Gospel of John says, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a lance, and immediately there came out blood and water. Oh, sure. According to John 19, verse 34. It's so, in his thoracic cavity. Right, right. And, you, and you'll notice, if you've seen, I'm sure you have, if you've ever come across a crucifix, even if you're not a Christian or whatever, you would see in the crucifix there's that depiction of Jesus with that stab wound on the side, right below his ribs. And you see the blood and water flowing from it's in a bunch of medieval art and any crucifix you really come across so the other thing is you know you've got the was he nailed to the cross by his palms or by his wrists right so there's different depictions and descriptions of that but when the spear of destiny is concerned they say that lance from the roman centurion spear that was kept and then passed down through tradition as the lance that pierced the side of Jesus and yeah. had his blood and water from his body on it. So it goes throughout history. Constantine is said to have had this lance. It was actually featured in the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Oh, well, I don't think it's the same Constantine. No, but I'm saying it was in but the Constantine movie. Constantine saw yes. the cross in the sky. He won a battle. Right. And then he like wrote, he put the Bible together. He And he started our calendar at zero, zero. And, you know, 
before Christ and after Christ. Right. Basically. And then you had the Gregorian calendar with yeah. Pope Gregory, but we won't get oh, into God, all that. Oh, God, not though. the Gregorian calendar. No, I won't get into all that. But, but, but it is, you know, if you've seen the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves, he's that supernatural kind of like battles demons, but the Spear of Destiny is mentioned in there as well. Oh, it is. Okay. So it goes, we go on through history. We get into the 900s when King Otto held the spear and won many battles. And then in 1084, Henry IV had a silver band with the inscription that said, The Nail of Our Lord added to it. Now, that goes back, Karen, actually to what you were saying with Constantine, not the movie, the actual emperor. He had his mother go out and find the um, site where Jesus was crucified. A lot of the sites in the Holy Land now are there because of the tradition that was passed down from Constantine. They said, here's where this was, here's where that was. And it said that she actually found the nails from the crucifixion. Oh, Wow, I want one. So that's how they say that they knew, we know the site of Golgotha where Jesus was crucified. Um, so apparently, that you know, that nail was passed down and the nails were passed down through time. And King Henry IV had that nail added into the Spear of Destiny. So basically, it was believed that with the Spear of Destiny, anybody who held this thing had great power. Yeah, let me just give you a little, this is like the best synopsis of the Spear of Destiny, which I abbreviate to SOD, the sod. What if I told you that the Spear of Destiny, which was used to stab Christ on the cross, may also hold mystical powers? Written of in the book of John, the Spear has been pursued by everyone from Napoleon to Adolf Hitler. Theories abound that it may allow its holder to become invincible, and some believe its final resting place may be in a sunken German U-boat off the coast of the United States. But I don't care if it has magic powers. You tell me that Adolf Hitler wanted this thing. I want to know what it is. Amen. So that was actually our, our Brad Meltzer, who lives in South Florida. He had a great really? show oh, on the History Channel. And that's an old clip from that show. I think it was called History's Mysteries or one of those things. History's but Mysteries. I, I like it. I think that's what it was called. I might be getting it wrong. It hasn't been on in a long time. But I used to love watching that show. And uh, so that sound comes from there. So we, we appreciate that, Brad Meltzer. Um, but they, but again, all these rulers, Constantine had it. Charlemagne had it. Napoleon wanted it. And Hitler wanted it. Because it was said to give you this unlimited power, a channel to God, like a direct line to God, so to speak, to right. give you this divinity. A red phone to God. Exactly. So what we're essentially talking about here, Karen, is a scenario where young Hitler actually visited an Austrian museum. Okay? So the story goes, as we go through time, the Spear of Destiny is held by a museum in Austria. Okay? This is where things kind of start to take a turn in history. Hitler, as a boy, goes to this museum. Okay. Yeah. So let, these are all the owners. Yes. This is where the spear has been passed yeah, down. Yeah. Go ahead and do that first. All the way from Constantine, Charlemagne, Napoleon, almost, and Hitler. Over the centuries, if you believe the story, the spear of destiny is said to have passed through the hands of at least forty-five emperors. Constantine the Great possessed the spear and supposedly became the foremost general of his time, founding the Eastern Roman Empire. Charlemagne used the spear to conquer Italy and unite most of Western Europe. Otto I successfully defended Hungarian raids into Saxony. But when Napoleon was closing in on the location of the spear, city councils in Nuremberg moved it to Vienna. The fear was that if Napoleon got his hands on it, he'd ultimately rule the world. Which brings us back to Hitler, who was clearly looking to steal a page from the supervillain playbook. 
Hitler was said to have first seen it in Vienna in a museum. The story of this only comes down to us in Trevor Ravenscroft's book, The Spear of Destiny, where he claims that a Mr. Stein, whom he had known, was said to have been with Hitler when they went into a museum in Vienna together, and he said that Hitler saw the spear, was sort of overwhelmed with a, with a sort of mystical sense and believed that this uh, would, in a way, foretold that he would have the power of the world in his hands. So I think Hitler probably had a bit of a youthful fascination with it. Oh, Hitler, he was wrong on a great many things. <laughs> this is true. And apparently relics was just one of the many. Yeah, but, so... Yeah. You know what? And, and that's the thing. It's, it's subjective, right? Is this a superstitious thing? Did it really endow people, the holder, with you know power to rule the world, so to speak? I think Hitler actually got it when they invaded and got Vienna, and it took them like... Uh, several years to build some sort of a vault for it. Exactly, because so really, this go his obsession with it goes back to like you heard there when he was a child. He had this vision when he saw it. He had this vision of himself as like a supreme ruler. A, a, so a as ruler. a child, he wanted to conquer the world. He did. Whoa. Yes, and because he, he had this, he felt like basically that he was divinely chosen and and chosen by God to be the ruler of the free, like, like a Holy Roman Emperor of sorts, to be like a modern-day Holy Roman Emperor. That's how he saw himself. And he thought the Spear of Des Destiny was going to take him to that point. I hope Putin doesn't have it. I hope not. But he did have it. Hitler did take yes, this. It's did. a known fact. Okay, this isn't conspiracy. This isn't like, oh, make up your own mind type thing. No, when they invaded, when the Nazis invaded Austria, he made a beeline to the museum or had his men do it and grabbed the spear and took it along with a lot of other priceless artifacts and artwork. Like they did. That they did. It's all well documented throughout history that they had a bunch of artwork. 20% of all European art actually Hitler held at one time. Oh yeah. I so, mean, still, and still some of it's still missing. This is a little bit more about what Stephen's talking about. In October 1938, the lance that Hitler believes to be the spear of destiny is in a Viennese museum. With Austria now under Nazi control, Hitler supposedly orders the SS to take the spear and move it by train to Nuremberg. He stores it in a church for six years, the amount of time it takes his engineers to secretly build a specially constructed vault, one intended to protect it from Allied bombs. It's even documented that Hitler sought the spear and believed it would make him a world conqueror since he first saw it as a boy. And if you didn't think Hitler was crazy before that, you tell me what other boy is having world-conquering thoughts like that. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Exactly. Psychopath from a young age. So thank you again, Brian Meltzer. Yeah. Um, so basically, ob obviously, in the end, the Spear of Destiny did not help Hitler win the war. Thank God. Um, if he just didn't try to go into Russia. Yeah, it did actually, that did change history. Yeah, we yeah. come back to Russia again. Yeah. Just like last week with Nazis and Russians and aliens, oh my. Oh my. That was a fun episode. If you missed it last week, you can always check it out, 850WFTL <laughs> on the UAP podcast page or wherever you get your podcasts. So what about after the war, Karen? So we go fast forward a little bit, right? The Allies make it in. We take over. Hitler supposedly kills himself, air quotes. Whatever you want to believe there on conspiracy theories. He sets himself on fire, covers himself in petrol. Whatever and, you want to believe. And he kills himself and his new bride. That's right. Eva Braun. That's right. So what, what happens after the war? Now there's a lot of theories. Where is this thing, Stephen? Well, that's the thing. Where some is say, the Spear of Destiny? <laughs> some say that it was found at the end of the war and returned to either Vienna or the Vatican. But uh, here's the problem. Uh -huh. Both of them say they had the spear. Oh. <laughs> 
But some people say it's in a German U-boat sunk at the bottom of the ocean off, off of Florida, right? Yes, we're going to get to that as well, because this is where things take a strange turn. It's not even during the war, okay? We know that Hitler had the Spear of Destiny. Again, the spear, the lance that, that pierced the side of Jesus, okay? I hate to be the guy that comes in and goes, uh, sir, they've all given up in Russia, all of your troops. And he's like, they can't. I have the Spear of Destiny. Yeah, right, right. Could you imagine? But so there are different opinions on those, okay, whether the Vatican or Vienna. Now, considering both locations claim to have the real deal for the Vienna Spear, most say that it only dates back to the 8th century. Oh, uh, they do to, the same thing with the Shroud. Yes, and there's an ex- explanation for that, but maybe another episode. There's, to the 8th century, because of the design of the spear, the way it's rounded, fits more with uh, 8th century spears, essentially. It doesn't really go back to, like, early 1st so century spears. So you're saying that DNA is not in CODIS? Maybe. Yeah, so they can't, like... <laughs> Do a DNA match? <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh. But but they've also done a little bit of carbon dating on the Vienna Spear, and they say that it only goes back to about the 8th century. So maybe that means that the Vatican has the real one. Not so fast, I, my friend. Oh, uh, boy. Here's what you're referring to, Karen. What if I told you oh God. that one of the most sought-after and so-called powerful relics in the history of mankind could be right off our very own coast of Florida. Like we said, we're here in Florida, so that's a big deal for us. Yeah, let's I just, I want to run this in the background as you explain. Oh, please do. Flying high above a United Nations convoy somewhere in the Atlantic, Navy cameramen accompany patrol planes on the lookout for enemy submarines. Suddenly, a radar is sighted as it comes to the surface. By radio, word is flashed to an American aircraft carrier, and dive bombers are dispatched to the area. So yeah, there, this this is a whole video produced by our military back in World War II, when these oh, they sink they've sunk many of them. Wow, off our coast. That's a fantastic video. Oh, I know. It's, do it you have on. access to that video? I do. We're gonna put that up on yeah. our blog. You yeah. got it. Can it continues? Here, there's more. Oh gosh. The second raider is sighted, and depth bombs are dropped, damaging the craft so severely it cannot escape. A dramatic photograph revealing a bomb in midair as the raider's crew crouches on deck. Oh, gosh. Great, right? This is outstanding. I know. And the Spear of Destiny is, like, <laughs> on board one of these <laughs> hitting bombs. So that's, that's the theory behind it, right, is... These German U-boats that were carrying, because first of all, let me just say, I I absolutely adore old-time news reports. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> I love those. The production value that they used to do with the old. Oh, and then uh, newsflash. Okay. to the bottom. Yes, there you go. Submarine sunk to the bottom. Yes. So sorry. you have to remember as we get into this that as the Nazis started to realize that they were on their way to losing the war, because Hitler, as evil. As he was, I mean, just the devil personified, absolute pure evil. He wasn't dumb. And he knew no, that his time was, was pretty dumb. much running out. Okay? So at that known fact at that point to him and the, the SS, so they said, you know what? We gotta start hiding some of these things when it came to the priceless art, to the relics, and they tried their best to take a lot of these things toward the end of the war, hide it in South America, hide it in Antarctica, which we're gonna get to a little bit later on, or as they're on their way down south, guess what? They're passing by the eastern coast of Florida, past 
or the eastern coast of the United States past Florida. Yeah, they were also out of Boston. They were across, and Boston right. had to turn their lights off on shore. Right. Uh, and some of them, actually, the Germans came ashore and they were did. going to pubs and stuff. They did. Yes, the Germans <laughs> did come ashore. I don't know if it, how many people know this. It's not a widely known fact, but Nazis were on land in the United yeah. States. They made it on land a few times. One time, actually, they were in New York trying to get the plans for the atomic bomb. <laughs> And they were because, caught. Yeah, because we took Oppenheimer and Einstein from Germany. Right. Yeah. So unbelievable. Could you imagine if they got the plans of the atomic bomb? No, you know, and today we've got war going on, and we talk about aliens that are trying to steer Earth and Earthlings in a different direction. And Stephen and I have a joke running that the aliens are just going, oh, my God. They must be watching and shaking their heads. Like, this is why we don't come and reveal ourselves. You guys are idiots. <laughs> They're at it again. Good, right. Have you guys seen the latest episode of Earth? Oh, my gosh. you got to see what they're doing like now. like a reality show yeah. for aliens. It's unbelievable. They're going to blow themselves up. Oh, gosh. It's so frustrating. So, anyway. <laughs> so, even as said that many of the masterpieces that were recovered after the war, Karen, they could actually be fakes perpetrated uh, by Nazis, Nazi yeah. artists that... You know, they had the real ones and they just copied them and they kept the real ones and hid them on these German U-boats as they were taking them down south to South America or Antarctica. I hate to tell you, 20% of the art hanging in galleries all over the world in museums are fake. I believe it. 20%. Yeah, I believe it. Because At a lot least. of stuff has been stolen. So that takes us back to our Florida connection. How could the spear possibly make its way all the way over here? Here you go. The German U-boats went up and down the east coast of the United States all during World War II. We know the Germans were able to remove a lot of treasure from starting from 44 all the way through years after the war. They were still shipping stuff overseas. Yeah. So those are all the things you have to keep in mind as we go down this weird path of, okay, what if the spear wasn't found after the war? What if it wasn't returned to Vienna or brought to the Vatican? Where would it be? Well, this is one of the options. It was taken along with all these other priceless artifacts that the Nazis did, known fact, tried to hide. Just watch the movie uh, Monuments Men. Okay, right. That's based on a true story where they had all this priceless art in caves and in mines. So they did try to hide these things. So who's to say... That the Spear of Destiny, if it was so important to Hitler, which it was, it's a historical fact that it was, he's just going to let it be lying around that easy and the Allies is going to let the Allies take it back? And plus, if it's so powerful, which he thinks it is, he doesn't want it to fall into the wrong hands. Right. So why would they not want to try to keep it with all their other priceless art and artifacts for I'll a later you, date? I'll bet you Hitler had the Spear of Destiny and he got on to a German U-boat and he's somewhere in South Florida. Well, listen. With the Spear. If he's if he's still alive now, he'd be very old. He's on but South Beach. That wouldn't surprise me. But, I mean, look, there's a lot of other conspiracy theories with Hitler that we won't fully get into right now. It's that, not that you know, we like Hitler, okay? Okay, no, please. gosh, no, stop. It's just that some people think he didn't kill himself. Some people think he went to Argentina or Brazil or secret base in Antarctica, whatever it might be. But who knows? Hopefully, where if, if he survived, hopefully he's dead now, rotting in hell. Okay, so that's... Yeah, we said he was smart, and so that, you know, therefore... Well... Whatever. <laughs> we don't know. No, again, hopefully he's rotting in hell. Yes. Okay, <laughs> you can't say that enough. So, again, these German U-boats were sunk all along the coast of the you know the east coast and off the coast of florida if you go to boca raton actually if you go on palmetto park road for anybody who's local you know what i'm talking about and you go all the way east out to the beach there's a marker there that actually commemorates where allied soldiers fought off nazis <laughs> who tried to come off to the coast of boca raton florida yeah so these things did happen okay so oh again maybe these artifacts We've they're making their way down south 
And maybe one second, maybe the Spear of Destiny is on the bottom of the ocean. That's one theory. We don't know. Um, sure. You know, it's possible that they were on their way to somewhere else. Mm. We know that the Germans conducted an expedition of Antarctica in 1938-39, which is when the war was happening. So there was a German expedition there. They were dropping swastika flags all over Antarctica. And then after the war, in 1946, the United States sends an expeditionary force to Antarctica called Operation High Jump. Aha. Oh, my God. Aha. Again, the thread. Unbelievable, huh? It always dovetails. Again, so we said at the beginning, this was not planned when we started off going over the Spear of Destiny. It was really just planned to be, hey, let's do something a little bit different it's a cool story. It's kind of mystical. It has some supernatural qualities to it, so we'll have some fun with it. But then it actually does connect to one yeah. of our previous things about Operation High Jump. Right. I was floored by this, Karen. It's amazing. I know you get surprised every single time. I mean, I was, I'm not, I swear to you. I say it every week, and you probably think we're trying to play it up. But I swear to you, I was not trying to connect this No, but Operation High, High Jump came up again. The Nazis' attempt to salvage their bounty of art, relics, and gold at the end of World War II involved sending shiploads of valuables out to sea. Rumors that a secret underground Nazi facility had been established near the South Pole gained momentum. And a U.S. military operation called Operation High jump soon followed. The operation had numerous objectives, ranging from testing equipment in frigid conditions to the establishment of a research facility. It was also alleged that Operation High Jump had another purpose, to seek out and demolish a Nazi base. We had thousands of service personnel in Antarctica less than a year after the end of the war. Why would the United States commit these resources to Antarctica? Well, something like this would have been extremely important. The gold was important. The art treasures, all of that was important. The money for the financing of a Fourth Reich was very important. But what's all the good of all that money without the iconic leader? There was no Hitler anymore. The spear could have made a new Hitler. A person holding that spear could have become the new spiritual leader of this movement. All right, so now... Just think about this for a second, okay? Could it actually be possible that one of the reasons for Operation High Jump could have actually been to find the Spear of Destiny? Because remember, <gasps> about I know, like I never thought about this. I'm telling you, when we started producing this episode, I never thought that we would make this connection. So my mind is blown just like you, and I'm not even trying to play this up. Like It blows my mind that this could actually be connected. When did we do Operation High Jump? That's the thing, so I'm glad you said that. It goes back to, I think, episode three. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty it's early, early on one. It's within the first five. I want to say episode three off the top of my head. If you haven't heard uh, Operation High Jump, you can go back and listen to it. Actually, to this day, it's one of our most listened to episodes. It is. <laughs> so like I mean, We started, that was back in late July, early August of 21, and now, you know, here we are in March of 22, and still people love that episode because it's just so fascinating. There's so many layers to Operation High Jump, so if you want to go back and listen to that, you go back to one of our earlier ones or any of the episodes. By the way, thank you to everybody who has been listening. Please download, subscribe, give us five extraterrestrial stars. We'll love you forever. Yes, and we, we love you right now because we are both floored every week. Yeah. Just side note real quick. How much, 
love this podcast has been getting. How many of you have been listening and consuming and downloading it? We never thought in a million no. years it would get the attention that it's been getting. So thank I mean, you. You've been archiving these little tidbits on your phone forever, and you have a whole list of weird stuff. And yeah, yeah, I knew true. you were kind of like an alien <laughs> aficionado. And I said, you know what? We should do a podcast about aliens. And it just took off from there. It's, it's taken off. And it's so. fueled by your little list of stuff. It is on my, my sacred list on my phone. Don't so. lose your phone. I know. But it's, it's it's wonderful, so thank you all. But Operation High Jump, just to give you a quick background, like you heard in the clip there, it was basically a secret mission, which has been declassified now because it's almost 80 years later, that the U.S. forces said, hey, let's get to Antarctica, let's try to claim our own land, let's take out the Nazi bases that they knew were there, and let's also try to find some of the stuff that's lost. But... Maybe they were also looking for the Spear of Destiny. Now, our episode on Operation High Jump goes more into what they encountered when they got there. What, the Nordics, right? Uh, yeah, the, the the aliens, the greys, got into all these fights with the aliens. It's an unbelievable story that Admiral well, Byrd had, actually had in his journal. So. Well, may, yeah, and we have pictures of the journal. He wrote it we all do. down. Uh, but maybe the aliens in the Antarctic have the position, could they, so have could the you, relic. Right, so is it possible that if Hitler did, let's say the U-boats that took the um, uh, spear, okay, out of Germany. Let's say, let's go with the theory that the Allied forces did not get the spear after the war, okay? That it's not in the Vatican or in Vienna, that those are fakes produced by, by the Nazis. Let's say that the Nazis did get it out onto the U-boats. Let's say it wasn't sank, okay, like some theories say it was. And it did make it down to South America or it did make it down to Antarctica. And the Allied forces were trying to get there to on Operation High Jump to try to get the spear back. But what if the aliens already had it? Right. So these aliens that are said to have these secret bases under the ice in Antarctica might be like, oh, look at what we found. Holy cow. I mean, it sounds crazy as I say it. So it's holy probably Lance. Sounds, it's holy, holy Lance. Lance. Yes. Sorry. For today is Holy Lance. So you might think to yourself, too, you guys are a bunch of crackpots. But hey, no, is, no, but, but, but. is it really that far-fetched? No. If the Nazis were trying to get out of Germany, and we know that they had bases there, we know that they took stuff down to Antarctica, why couldn't the spear have gone down there? And then Admiral Byrd talks about going up against otherworldly forces, so why can't we make that connection? But wait a minute, Stephen. What if General Patton got a hold of the spear? Ah, so one more theory there. Let's say because that— Because they eventually won. They did, right. So Patton— wasn't and very, he was he was very into like past lives and he was. the mystical. He was. I didn't know if you knew that, but interesting. That's true, yes. And he wasn't very well liked also no, within but the military. He thought he was a former, I forget which uh, commander he was, but he thought he was a former Roman emperor too. That's right. Commander. So it's funny you say that because the story goes that he did take possession of the spear once the Americans went into Germany and he brought it back to America. So the U.S. forces could have it and, you know, store it away somewhere like at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark where the, you know, Ark of the Covenant is stored in this warehouse in a box. So, you know, some people say that's what happened to the Spear of Destiny. It's stored in a secret warehouse somewhere from the military along with all these other things. But guess what happened to Patton in case you forgot, Karen? What? He died soon after the war after sustaining injuries in a freak car accident. Now, a lot of people know that story. He was on a, uh, a U.S. base in Germany, gets into this car accident, ends up dying from a uh, embolism, I think, Oh, because of the injuries sustained from the car accident that he was in. I believe he was actually paralyzed oh, boy. from the accident. So could it be that his death was part of a more sinister plot? Uh, 
By the way, his past life, he thought he was with Alexander the Great at the Siege of Tyre. Well, yeah, maybe. He has like eight <laughs> past lives. One was fighting the Parth- Parthians in Rome. One was a Viking on his way to Valhalla. Oh, gosh. Another one was an Englishman in Angincourt. The other one was a raiding sailor. The other one was fighting for the House of Stuart. Wow. An aide to the Napoleonic Marshal. He had all these past lives. So that's what made him such a war god. And then I bet he did get the Spear of Destiny. Maybe he did he have was, it. Because he has all this experience. So maybe he had it and he didn't want to give it back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Give he, me the spear. Oh. They they say that his death was kind of weird, you know? Yeah. With the car accident that he had, it was a freak thing. Huh. And there's a lot of suspicion around Patton's death. There's conspiracy theories about that. That people say, well, he was it wasn't an accident. So maybe it wasn't an accident because he had something that the military wanted and uh, didn't want to give it back. Right. So there's a lot of theories out there, Karen, about what happened to the Spear of Destiny after the war. If you could, where do you think it is? Personally, yes, I think it's probably lost to time. I think that uh, it doesn't exist. No, it's like it, the Holy Grail. I mean, do it, you think either one of those exist? The Holy Grail, I'm not sure of. Now, did you know what what type of cup did Jesus use at the Last Supper? I don't know. They say it might have been um, some sort of stone cup, like made out of. Like a, some type of mason jar. Well, actually, no. made, I'm saying made, actually made out of stone. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, but a, like a semi-precious stone. Could be. Um, or it was something like you would see in you know uh, Indiana Jones, like, like a golden cup, like right. chalice. No. More like a simple wooden cup, like in the Last Crusade, possibly. Right. A car, the the, the cup of a carpenter, or like Chalcedony, uh, or, or what do they call some of those stones? Yeah. Could have been. I don't know about the Holy Grail, but I think with and, and the Ark of the Covenant is also another one. Maybe That's, the spears in the Ark of the Covenant. Could be. I think the Ark of the Covenant is in uh, Ethiopia, personally. Oh, alabaster, they think. The, oh, alabaster. Uh, yeah, the cup is made out of. Interesting. But when it comes to the spear, it is real, okay? Uh, yeah, they. someone stabbed Jesus with this spear. Right. And if, if that were that guy, I would have made sure that I had put it in a safe place. He probably... You know? Sa- I mean, look, he became a saint, right? Right. Roman centurion. Maybe right. he... Because he was converted after Jesus' crucifixion. Oh, wow. He realized, oh my gosh, after the events that happened after Jesus was crucified, he realized, oh my gosh, what have I done? This was the savior of the world, you know? So, again, I'm not trying to be preachy here, whatever, you believe what you want according to your faith, but that's the realization that he felt he came to. So, if you had that realization, if you're in his shoes, you might think, I'm keeping this spear. I'm not going to give this to anybody else. Maybe he passed it down, and eventually, 300 years later, it got to Constantine. And then 600, 600 years later, it got to King Otto. and got passed down from, you know, like with the names we mentioned, Henry IV and Charlemagne, and was held in museums from there, and Napoleon tried to get it, and then Hitler got it. And then it branches off, right? Is it in the Vatican? Is it in Vienna? Is it at the bottom of the sea? Is it in Antarctica? Is it in a warehouse in the U.S.? I don't know. I'm hmm. not sure. I don't know. Awesome. What about next week? Oh, next week. This is so, so cool. <laughs> I love it. I just it gets say, better and better and better and better. We hope so. We hope you're enjoying it. It is frustrating, though, before I say that real quick. It is frustrating. I wish I knew where it was for sure. Maybe it is in a warehouse. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we took it and maybe we gave the fakes to Vienna and the Vatican and the U.S. military. is like, yeah, we ain't letting this thing go. Maybe the aliens is, took it because it was just too dangerous for maybe. you stupid earthlings to have it. Who knows? But I think somebody has it. I just don't know who. It's still out there somewhere. 
Maybe you know what? I'm going to say we do have it in a warehouse. All right, okay. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> okay. The more the more I think about it. Wait, no, 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 no. I think I just bought it at a garage sale oh, on that's Saturday yeah. for, for ten cents. There we go. Karen has it now. I we do. Know. I got the spear. What the, <laughs> the heck is this thing? The more I, I want to take over the world. The more I think about it, the more I realize it's more plausible to think that we stole it after the war and we're hiding it somewhere. Quite honestly. Exactly. So, yes. But next week, maybe somebody, Karen, has a deathbed confession about the Spear of Destiny because uh, yes. we are going to get into. A lot of people have a come to Jesus as they're dying. Yes, I they do. saw an alien. I see the lights, and it's, it's aliens. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get into deathbed confessions next week about people who say. You know what? I held this secret about working in Area 51 all my life, and whatever I don't, it might be. I don't care if you think I'm a crackpot now. And I'm going to tell you everything I know. So we're going to get into those next week. Really, really interesting stuff. And you make of it what you want when you we hear it next week. We have audio of it. I think we do. I think we, we have some oh, audio of some of these my uh, gosh. confessions of people who said, you know what? I'm about to go. Let me tell you what I know. I love it. That is so, my goosebumps. Oh, it's going to be good. So next week we'll cover that. But until then, make sure you download and subscribe to the show. Apple, Spotify, to search UAP Unidentified any, Alien Podcast. podcast platform. We're there. 850WFTL.com. You can search the UAP Podcast section. You'll see all the stuff that we put up in the past, and you can catch up there as well. But until next time. You know, I was afraid that we'd run out of idea, ideas to talk about. Never. No. Never. We're going to go forever. As long as there's aliens, there's going to be UAP. Yay. So we hope you enjoy it as long as we go as well. So we'll talk to you next time. Karen Curtis over there, Stephen Diener right here. Have a good one. Thank you.